When Gilchrist entered the North Street police station for the first time in four weeks, it felt surreal, as if he wasn't there at all, but was recalling memories through anxious dreams while he convalesced at home, like Dr. Macaulay, his local GP, insisted he should. Take it easy and put your feet up for once in your life. But being signed off for eight weeks due to ill health, even though he had the toughest time acknowledging that exhaustion could in any way be termed ill health, was more than he could be expected to handle. Upstairs he entered his office and was overcome by the oddest sense of stepping into the room for the first time, or perhaps more correctly, the uneasy feeling that his position of Detective Chief Inspector of St Andrew's CID had long been forgotten. Gone were walls that once held tattered corkboards crammed with highlighted memos, dog-eared reports, scribbled post-its, spiked to the cork with more pins than a hedgehog has spines. Gone too was his whiteboard that traced a history of past investigations. Older case notes visible only as wiped-out ghostly images, over which more recent timelines, places, names of suspects had been circled, boxed or linked with arrowed lines that swept with investigative certainty from one to the other. Instead, in their place, hung two whiteboards, pristine clean, magnetic markers, and a row of coloured pens neatly positioned in the board's trays. The wall by the side of his desk, on which he'd sellotaped handwritten to-do lists or blue-tacked crime scene photographs, had been stripped clean too, patched up and painted. In fact, as he took his seat at his desk, he saw that the entire room had been painted. He tried to remember what shade of cream the walls had been, lighter or darker but his thoughts were distracted by a loose-leafed folder that sat squarely on his uncluttered desk. He opened it and forced himself to study the crime scene photographs. Adam Souter's unseeing eyes stared out at him, wide and petrified, as if he'd peered over his taped nose and died from shock. Gilchrist flipped onto the next image, another of Souter's face, not as close up, which showed trails of blood over his bare chest. He flipped to the next image, more of the same, then the next, and the next, and again until he was turning over the photos like a card shark searching for a missing ace. Even so, it was no use. He pushed to his feet, reached for the window and opened it wide. He sucked in clean cold air. His head spun, his peripheral vision darkened, and for one moment he wasn't sure if he was having a panic attack or suffering from the exertion of his early morning jog. He found himself placing both hands on the windowsill, closing his eyes and lowering his head until the dizziness passed. Got a blueberry muffin to share, Jessie said. Your favourite. He turned from the window, tried to give her a smile, but failed. Jessie frowned for a moment, then caught sight of the opened folder. Bloody horrific, isn't it? She held out his Starbucks. Your usual latte. That'll get rid of the foul taste in your mouth. Thanks, he said and took a welcoming sip. She grimaced, nodded to the crime scene photographs. I won't challenge you with details of where I've just come from, but I'm sorry to say it's more of the same. She tore off a chunk of muffin, threw it into her mouth and downed it with a slug of coffee. I was doing well with my diet until this morning. No chocolate, no muffins. Now I know you're to blame. Another sip then. You're not having any? He shook his head. I'll stick with this for the time being. Are you sure? Her hand hovered over the muffin. Positive. Your choice. It didn't take her long to devour the rest of the muffin, 
Three bites, as it turned out. She dabbed a tissue at her lips, then grinned. I'd forgotten how good these are. She nodded to the folder again. You get a chance to read any of that? He shook his head. Just the photographs. She reached for the folder, flipped through the photos one by one. She stopped at a close-up of Souter's bare chest, then pulled the image closer. You know, I hadn't noticed it until now, but that cut sliced right through the centre of his nipple, as if he's measured it precisely. Intrigued, Gilchrist leaned forward and, with a sense of purpose that time, managed to study the image with professional dispassion. Sure enough, the skin above and beneath the nipple appeared to have been sliced in equal lengths. The open cut went through the centre of the nipple with almost surgical precision. He thought it odd, but said nothing.